0: Hello, everyone. This is Faye Horton, and I sell Medicare plans. This is a podcast where you come to learn what it is you need to know so that you can sell Medicare plans as well. I have had different guests to give us topics on the things that are problems and situations that... uh, we all face, and today I have with me Colonel Colin Wright. Hello Colonel, and Colonel Colin Wright is the Veterans Initiative Director with Advocate Health. So the Colonel is here to get us on the right path of using veterans' benefits and explaining veterans' benefits and knowing what Medicare options are available and how to use them with the people that we come in contact with. That seems to be quite an issue with some of us. I have even shied away. I'll be honest with you. I've shied away from doing some benefits for some TRICARE for Life people simply because I did not want to mess up anything or change anything or cause any grief for the customer, but it purely was because I didn't have a full understanding. With us also today is Joanne French, who is the Regional Director for the Northeast and Southeast Regions of Advocate Health, and she's also Advocate Health National Recruiter. Hello, Joanne. Hi, thanks for having us. Oh, you are so welcome. I am very anxious to get into the crux of Medicare benefits and veterans benefits and TRICARE for Life. I'm going to ask you, Colonel, to just tell us what we need to know.
1: Thank you, Jane. Uh, And for everyone who's listening, thank you for your interest in the fusion of two valuable packages that can really round out. Uh, veterans health care plan we, we feel like we don't work a day in our lives because we're doing great things for great people um, first the VA is a very underutilized uh, benefit uh, by our veterans about sixty percent of veterans are not enrolled for the VA so chances are if you run into a veteran and one in five people in the Medicare space is a veteran one in three if you count the spouses so if you run into someone who's a veteran in the Medicare space you're more likely than not gonna run into someone who's not utilizing their VA benefits. And and don't shy away from working in this community because you're concerned that you're gonna have to become an expert at VA benefits, because that's what we're here for, to help you with that. Um, Two of the reasons why I hear, and you can, if you can remember this, this will help me dispel a couple rumors here. The two reasons I hear most commonly that veterans are not using their VA benefits is you know that team mentality i'm saving it for somebody that needs it more than me and, and i always say okay let's back that sentence up a little bit i'm saving it for someone that needs it more than me what is the it and they say well you know my benefits i want to other people use mine if you don't enroll and you're not counted in the numbers uh the va is funded based on enrollees so you're negatively impacting the budget as a veteran if you don't sign up for your VA benefits. And when I tell a veteran, wow. hey, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I thought I was. I
0: didn't know that.
1: And you know, I haven't run into many people that have. I bet I've spoken to probably 50,000 veterans over the last five years, and I've met maybe a handful. And I count them on one hand that, that knew that, that the VA is funded based on enrollment. And they're, they're making an impact of several thousand dollars for every year they're not in there. So I say, okay. So you're saving it, so let's get you enrolled. And then you your name's in the kitty, you're counted, and then you have truly, you've created an it to save for your, for your peers. And, and Faye, the second thing that I hear is I said, well, you know, I'm only affecting myself. I said, well, there's a lot of programs at the VA, but let me tell you about one, and it's called Aid and Attendance. Uh, under some certain criteria, you've got the functions of daily living, the, the VA assesses your, ability and if you lose two of those functions of daily living, they can look and you can receive money for home health care. Uh, the the deterioration of those functions of daily living also doesn't have anything to do with service connection. Uh, we had one example of a truck driver that we helped, he was bitten by a mosquito, developed West Nile virus and then he was paralyzed from the waist down, had nothing to do with his military service. And we were able to get him aid in attendance. And uh, that's based on income. Uh, There is an income threshold that you can't exceed for that. And it's also based on an assessment of loss of the functions of daily living. So that's just one program. There's other programs where dependent children under certain ages can go to school for free in some states. Uh, There's uh, benefits such as CHAMP VA. Uh, CHAMP VA Mm -hmm. is a health care that's provided to a uh, spouse of a 100% service-connected disabled veteran or a veteran that dies in uh, VA care for their service connection injury or from their service connection injury. Uh, Typically, we we find that happens for the 100% service-connected disabled veteran. And, And CHAMP VA is a wonderful benefit. When I tell a veteran about the possibility for their spouse to get CHAMP VA, then they're like, well, I didn't know that. So, you know, there's just a messaging and an educational component out there about the utilization of VA benefits.
0: So now does the does the Veterans Administration in the different areas or the regions have these education programs for the veterans?
1: They do. Uh, you have several resources. The, the VA as a whole operates like a gigantic HMO. I think there's about 160 facilities across the U.S. The uh, every veteran has a primary care uh, doctor assigned. There are uh, patients' advocates at the VA that can help with some educational resources. Uh, there are also service organizations such as the American Legion, Veterans of Foreign Wars, Disabled American Veterans. Uh, those those advocacy groups for veterans are, are very instrumental in promoting. Uh, both the obtaining of those benefits and the retention of those benefits with the educational how to use them. And also in most counties, they're not in all counties in the U.S., but in most counties, you have what's called a veteran services officer. And I've had a lot of success with this particular uh, piece of the pie because they don't work for the VA. And it's not that you can't go to the VA and get great help, but a veteran service officer at at the county level they're paid for by your tax dollars. They work for you. They advocate for you, uh, uh, for you, with the VA. And sometimes uh, they, they seem to push a little harder, in, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that's, once again, not to say that you can't find someone that does a phenomenal job for you, any of those service organizations I mentioned, or at the VA. But the, the service officer at the county level, you know, they don't, they don't have to live with that boss after we're gone. You know, they, they work for us. So I do like that. They're also accredited and they have a habitual relationship with the approval authority, uh, in, in your area. If you're in New York, for example, you know, they're the ones that are submitting those claims to Albany, uh, to, to have those done. So they just, they know the verbiage, they have regular engagement with, with that system. So, so I like that. What I do find, and it's good for advocate, but it's a little bit, you know, disheartening for me in the community as I haven't really found anybody out there that's doing what we do, uh, an advocate. The one thing that does make us unique, uh, in addition to all the other great things that we do, that I'm sure Joanne will talk about, is our Veterans Initiative is very unique in that we help educate the veteran on him how to integrate both the VA and the Medicare piece together. There, there are so many myths out there about if I enroll for the VA, it'll kick me out of my Medicare benefits. If I enroll for Medicare, it'll kick me out Absolutely none of which are true, and, and these systems work really well together. And uh, and there's a few that you know I'm, I'm excited to talk to you more about, like the the using of Champ VA and Tricare for Life with Medicare benefits.
0: Okay, so uh, one of the I guess fallacies that I've heard or that goes around is that if someone has, it, first of all, you need to be a certain type veteran to get any medical services at the va and then if you are qualified to get those services at the va and you decide that you need something outside of the va you can't use like as an example a medicare advantage plan so what would be helpful for us to know is how do we marry those two together what does an agent look for to make the best uh, package, so to speak, for the veteran?
1: Perfect. A couple things you hit on there. Okay? Great questions. Uh, the first one is, is not all veterans will qualify for VA coverage. Uh, there's okay. two basic gates you have to go through, eligibility and qualification, and those deal with time and service. And then there's another set of factors that can qualify you. Eligibility is basically two years of active duty. Or if someone was in the Guard or Reserves, they went somewhere, anywhere, as long as it wasn't for training for 179 days or more. Uh, That gets them eligible. And then qualification comes in uh, two basic buckets of income or injury. If there's a service-connected injury uh, or if income is below a certain level, uh, there's eight priority groups at the VA that, that you could enter into there. So once they're in the VA, then we want to, and you do want to do that part first. And once again, I'll say don't be intimidated by that piece because that's why you have advocate. That's why you have the county service officers and our connectivity with all of these veteran service organizations across the U.S. Because we'll make sure you help get the VA part right first. And why I say that's important to get that part right first is I for one have gotten excellent care at the VA. I don't have a complaint in the world. And, and, you know, they've gotten a lot of bad press. Some of it's been earned, but some of it is just people dogpiling on with, with the bad press. But at some point in time, even with the best of VA care, it's possible you could have a time problem. You may want to get in a little quicker than you can get in. You may have a distance problem. You may not want to drive as far as it is for you to have to go to the facility that you have to go to. You may want to see the specialist of your choosing. The VA has always sent people off of their facilities out into the community to utilize maybe a a special orthopedic surgeon or uh, someone that's a cardiac specialist or something like that. So there's nothing new there. But if you want to go to Dr. Jones, because he's the guy that did your left knee and he did such a good job, and you want him to do your right knee and Dr. Jones doesn't have that relationship with the VA, then that's not an option for you if you're just strictly a VA utilizer. So that's why we want him to, to do that part first. And, and then the fourth reason, I so said there's four reasons you could you know have an, um, a shortfall, potentially with the VA, is you may want an outside second opinion. I mean, what a great opportunity to go out and have a different set of eyes, a different set of laboratory equipment, a different set of testing procedures, uh, especially when you're looking at something that's a serious diagnosis, like possibly cancer or something serious like that. You want to get that looked at by a second set of eyes that's not looking at the same data. So for those reasons, that's why we want you to get the VA part right first, and then we pick the Medicare Advantage plan that's the proper fit for that. Uh, One of the things that we will often find, Faye, is that an advantage plan that does not have prescription medications, and they're offered by many carriers, Humana, Etna, United offer those plans all across the country, as well as do others, but we'll find that that's a great fit, and it also, it's a year-round enrollment. If, If a veteran uses the VA and or TRICARE for their prescription drug coverage, they could move into that MA-only plan during certain circumstances year round. It's called the Other Credible Coverage Special Enrollment Period. And that's one of the things we do, a bi-weekly training at Advocate. Uh, Christina Loniger runs that, and she's our Veterans Initiative Specialist. And the occ SEP is one of the things we talk about frequently.
0: So, because they're not doing the MAPD, they're doing the MA, you're saying I just want to make sure that I have this correct that um, that creates an SEP for the veteran at any time during the year and that SEP is called other credible coverage.
1: Yes, and I believe if you look on page nine of the um, CMS SEP guide, it's on page nine, but it, okay. it just says that. Okay, just... go ahead. Sorry.
0: I just wanted to make sure I had that correct and make sure that our audience understands because that anytime there's an SEP that's available, it certainly opens an opportunity for yeah. us as Medicare agents.
1: Oh, and it's very underutilized, by right? we have, uh, and, and the requirements are once again, the veteran uses the VA or TRICARE mm-hmm. for their prescription medication And you still wanna take the time to kind of walk it line by line because there may be a prescription medication that the veteran needs that they may not be able to get at the VA. So an MAPD may still be the solution, but if if you've got that veteran that says, look, I take three things, boom, 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 I get them all at the VA, I order it on my healthy vet, it shows up in the mail two days later, no problems at all. That's a great candidate for an MA only
0: okay all right it is important um, as i've heard you say though that the veteran first gets enrolled into the veterans benefit so that's already in place so when we as an agent meet with the prospective customer if that customer says they're a veteran our first question may be have you already connected with the local Veterans Administration, right?
1: Yes. And, and if they haven't, as soon as they get that welcome to the VA letter, that triggers that enrollment period for you. And if they've been using the VA for 20 years, then they're eligible right there for you to sit down and do a needs analysis and see if an MA only is the right fit for them.
0: That's great. That's great. Okay. So now that would also work for someone who has Tricare for Life, because they're going to use, continue to use TRICARE for Life for their prescriptions, correct?
1: Yes. TRICARE for Life has uh, the industry, you know, knowledge in the past has been to leave those folks alone because you may create a, a disgruntled customer, and, and that's correct, but at the same time, it's not a complete answer. Uh, TRICARE for life functions just like a supplement pretty much it's not an insurance it's a retiree benefit to be eligible for TRICARE for life you have to be retired from the military so that means you did 20 years or were otherwise retired someone could be retired medically earlier than that because of an injury if you have TRICARE for life the first thing to make sure the veteran understands is you're gonna have to pay that part B premium so as long as they do that they're gonna get TRICARE for life and that functions with original Medicare. They go to the doctor with their retired military ID card and their Medicare card. They present that, zero balance. They walk out the door just like they have a supplement. However, what you can do is you can take away that original Medicare piece. You can insert, for example, a Humana Advantage plan. Now, they put that retired military and that Medicare card. They put that away. They no longer present that. They present that Humana card. If there's a $10 copay, they pay that $10 copay. And then they fill out a DD-2642 form, which uh, military members who are around for 20 years and utilized any of the other flavors of TRICARE, there's about five or six different types. If they use TRICARE, Prime Remote, Standard, or Reserve Select, they're familiar with that form. If not, we can familiarize them with it. They simply send that off. It's a one-pager. It says, I went to this doctor I paid this month. Send me my copay back. So really, everybody wins on that because TRICARE, just like a supplement, They're on the hook for the 20%. Now they're on the hook for a copay. The veteran gets the great care that goes with an Advantage plan, plus all those extras that are encompassed around that. Because no Advantage plan can be on the market unless it has everything Original Medicare has, plus more. And we have a healthier, happier veteran because of all the proactive nature of the things in the Advantage plan. But you have to be careful to make sure they understand that one more administrative step and the way I tell a veteran this is I say, look, you don't need anything, because you're you're all set now. You got TriCare for Life, your original Medicare, TriCare for Life comes with express scripts. But if you want something that's in this plan, say I've got one, one of our plans in Florida has a hundred and thirty dollar give back on part B. So if you oh. like Yeah, if you'd like to pay four or five dollars for your Medicare right. for a month, you know, that might be something that would entice mm-hmm. you to do this. Or you may want the gym membership, or you may like the -the over-the-counter piece, or or whatever it is. I say, you don't need anything, but if you want some of this stuff, there's a way to do it. You just have to fill out one other form to do it. So very, very underserved uh, portion of the community. And and hand-in-hand with that, and and we can come back to Tricare for Life if you have any questions, is CHAMP VA. Uh, CHAMP VA, remember we said that was the 100% service-connected veteran.
2: That goes to Mm -hmm. the
1: spouse for life. The one thing to remember with CHAMP VA is, is it, it works like a supplement, no network, no, no referrals, no co It also has a prescription medication piece with it called meds by mail. There's no donut hole. And if you put a CHAMP VA recipient on a MAPD, it kicks them out of that and it's very hard to get them back on it. So if you'll just remember CHAMP VA is exclusively an MA only. Don't put them on anything else. Because that's a wonderful program, I won't say never, maybe maybe it's like the veteran there there's a drug we're trying to get that the v a won't give, and maybe you're like, okay well, I'll let my champ v a uh, meds my mail go, and you put me on this human m a p d because I got to have this one drug, maybe, and they can still always appeal to their v a doctor to get that added on, but typically so champ once, VA,
0: once they if they if they do that and then they leave champ v a they can't get back into it.
1: It, well, they, they still keep the CHAMP-VA. That never goes away. They get that for life. But that one particular prescription component of it called meds by mail, that's part oh, okay. that you have a problem with if you put them on the MAPD. So okay. for, that, that's why we pretty much want to stick with an M.A. only for someone with CHAMP-VA.
0: Okay. All right. So those are some good points. And at least you've opened some doors for agents to consider where we are able to uh, help veterans. Now, is it where where would you say would be uh, the best place or the best method of getting in contact with veterans? Would it be through one of those service organizations or
1: the, the service organizations are wonderful places to start. Um, if, if you have an agent who is already established and they've never asked the question or like you can see on the wall behind me, every veteran has this wall in their room somewhere. So if, if you didn't look around and see stuff in the, in the home that triggered you to say, hey, is this person a veteran? Just ask your current book. Um, veterans uh, are far more likely. I, I listened to a webinar from one of our carriers uh, last week said a veteran is four times more likely to give you a referral business than, than a, a non-veteran customer. And the thing is, is they, they network. They they have organizations they go to. So I would start with your book. You know, Ask your book You know, as you're engaging with them with the newsletters and just the touch points that you have with your book. Hey, are you a veteran or do you know a veteran? Uh, I'm working with a company now, and we have a, a real nice component that we do for veterans, and we'd love to help. Uh, you'll also, if you just stay in the, you stay in the listen of what's going on in your community, uh, veterans help fairs, uh, you have veterans stand downs, uh, which target the homeless veterans, uh, tremendous amount of help can be done there. And and I'm probably forgetting a few. I, I know Joanne, you've attended several with me. So if I'm forgetting some, you know, trigger my memory here.
2: Um, yes, up in Albany, the VFW, the national trade fairs, lots of veteran events.
0: Okay, and we can always, um, Google those or go, you know, on the event site where we usually look for community events, we can specify veterans events as well, I'm sure. Do you ever, uh, or are you aware if some at some of the, um, actual facilities? Because I, I think I recall when I was working in Texas, there was a, um, a base. And it was just automatic. Every time they had an event, we were invited to participate on base. So do most of the facilities or the bases open it up for agents or carriers to come in that are representing um, uh, agents to come in who are representing carriers that may have other benefits for the veterans? Do
1: they generally do that? Well, you'll have, and maybe not so much in the Medicare space, but you may have uh, benefits fairs, job fairs, things like that. Like you may want to go as a job fair if you're trying to grow your general agency to look for people who are getting out of the military that may be interested in becoming an agent. We've done some of that in the past too. Remember now your military retiree can be as young as 37 years old and they'll be no older than 58. They can get a waiver out to 60. So when they're in that, you know, kind of going back and forth to the base, they're not really in that sweet spot of of what we're looking for uh, for the Medicare space. However, if if you have agents that represent multiple lines, they may do property and casualty, they may do life, uh, uh, other types of lines, it certainly is a good way to make a connection. And uh, they more than likely have someone in their family that they can refer you business to in the Medicare space if they're happy with you and the other products that you offer.
0: I'm glad you brought that back to mind because now that I recall, most of the events were like family events. They yeah. but you're right. They always had someone in their family, their mothers, their fathers, or someone who would also fit the Medicare um criteria as well. Joanne, you were gonna say
2: I was gonna say that um we've been to a few vendor fairs at parks, that Posey Fair. Um just educational events where there's 30 or 40 different vendors that have a tabletop opportunity and it's geared around a veteran, a genre. You know, we did one with the the airplanes and whatnot. They have all these kinds of different benefit fairs, if you will, or vendor events. And the vendors are often veterans themselves, but it's, it's themed towards a veteran. And that is very, very, I hate to put it like this, but it's very target rich in the older space as well. And, um, those have been pretty successful as a vendor.
0: Okay. So that
2: gives,
0: that gives, I'm sorry, Colin, go ahead.
1: We support our agents with those too. We often attend those events with the veterans uh, to make sure we're there so that the agent doesn't get stumped on the question with those. Veterans are uh, very forgiving, but they're also very, um, very specific in some of the language. So if you, you mix up a word or two, you're you're busted. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna kill you and eat you. They still love you, but they're gonna you're gonna they're gonna smell it pretty quick if you if you miss change right. terms. But so we're always we always, well, always I, there to help.
0: I have military people in my family, but I know nothing. So I understand what you're saying. Now, if you talk that lingo to my husband or my son, they would know exactly what you're talking about. But sometimes I hear them talking and I have no clue. So I know what you mean. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. So now we have learned some things about how we as Medicare agents can uh, look for those opportunities where we're able to help and as you said, Colin, it is, it's good to say to that veteran, you don't need to do this. But if these are some of the things, these are some of the benefits that you can have in addition to what you are currently getting, then let's take a look at it. So it's not overbearing. We're not, um, you know, imposing something upon them that's going to take something away. And I think that's as long as that's clear in the agent's mind, it uh, does open the door for opportunities. Would you Would you agree,
2: Joanne? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they welcome they welcome us. I mean, when Cullen goes to do a talk at a VFW hall or at an American Legion to do a quick introduction as to how to fuse Medicare benefits with their VA benefits, they love it. It will sponsor their pasta dinner or you know, set up a little table and, and give a little presentation or just sit there and say, ask me about Medicare, I can help. Are you getting your eyewear paid for? And veterans don't get dental, right? Unless they're hundred percent. So are you getting dental coverage right now? So yeah, okay. a lot of opportunity there.
0: Great, great. Can either of you think of any other uh, keys to helping us to really work with this particular audience?
1: The biggest thing is the willingness to show up and help. Um, that That's it. Uh, just the, the genuine uh, nature of someone to show up. And when we do recruiting meetings, we, we hear some agents say, you know, I want to make a gazillion dollars. And you have some that say, you know, I just really like helping people. That's the end of the spectrum we're looking for, the ones that say, I just really want to help people. Uh, it can be a little bit of a slow growth in that community, just just uh, you know, truth and lending there. Uh, they they want to get to know you a little bit first, and you have to become the uh, kind of the, the known face. As Joanne mentioned, you know we've we've volunteered at you know fill in the blank, you know Rolling Thunder, VFW, American Legion. we volunteered at these things, and uh, you know you may be there pulling the bingo balls one night. You may be there helping with a uh, community event. Um, I've actually had a a group of high schoolers that had to come up with a volunteer project and. We got them to help, you know, totally give a facelift to a VFW. So when you become that familiar face around there, um, the, the conversation centers, two-thirds of it centers around uh, what we do for a living. Uh, I have a tough job. Somebody has to go out and sit and drink beer and eat popcorn with these guys. So when I do <laughs> it, I find that we're talking about grandchildren.
0: Thank you. Oh,
1: tough, to you, tough to you. We're talking about grandchildren we're talking about prescription drug costs and we're talking about medical bills. So the conversation will lead towards where we can really be of help. Uh, when we just become that trusted face around there and we help with that, we've already established a lot of those relationships and we work with the agent and we sort of bless off and, and give you the, the check marks. Say, okay. I really feel comfortable. You know, Faye and I can go out to an event now and you know, we we can both answer these questions and you know, come up with these solutions for the veterans healthcare plan then that's a great way to go.
0: Sounds good. It sounds good. And I think I'd like really like to applaud um, Advocate because of the initiative that you take into the community. You put a lot into the Veterans Initiative. You uh, are one of the MMAs, is that correct, Joanne, that actually does something. You put some action behind working with the Veterans Initiative. And that's very good, that's, that's applaudable. And thank you both for being here just to help us as Medicare agents to understand what you do and to also understand how we can help you in the initiative that you have by helping those veterans. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add for us today?
1: I'd love to refer you to our website. We've got testimonials on there. It's advocateforveterans.com, spell out the word for. And you can also find us on Facebook at Advocate for Veterans. And if you already have a Facebook for Business page and you want to share that content, it's already had a compliance review. And uh, you'll have veterans that will come to your page and like your material and you can't really reach out and solicit based off of a like, because that's not a permission to contact. But you'll get known in the community as sharing veterans events and recognizing those veterans holidays. And if you are meeting with someone, there's a lot of content on the website. There's an introduction to the veterans initiative whiteboard video on there that, that really explains very well what we're doing. So those are all available to you. And then Faye, you know how to reach us if you or any of your agents need any assistance please don't ever hesitate to reach out we'd love to help
0: thank you thank you so much thank you both and thank you joanne for coordinating and bringing the colonel to us thank you so much this has really really been enlightening thank you
2: both